This journey podcast is brought to you by the Be Limitless Organization and the Strengths Institute. Your hosts, Andrew Mayer and Andres Lombard. This is a continuation from our last episode. Is what I'm doing right now going to get me what I want? In this episode, we continue to have a conversation around money, value, and values. And what is the vision for your life? This is an extremely important area to investigate and explore. As much as we'd like to think that we know what we want and that we have our lives sorted and on track, there is always so much more to our lives than just making money, having children, and then dying. Of course, because you are listening to this, you know that there is so much more juice to squeeze out of this fruit of life. Keep this in mind. This is a provocative conversation between myself and Andres to get your wheels turning. Here, we pose more questions than answers. The questions that we pose here are areas which we coach individuals and organizations for themselves to discover the answers that work for them, to transform their results. We often find that the answers that a client walks in with are not the answers that they leave with. When we take the responsibility of Let's say even approaching a job, approaching a, a business idea, and let's just use the talent themes of whether you're futuristic, whether you're coming out of context, or even connectedness between bridging the gap. What am I going to do now, which will ultimately get what I want? Mm. Whatever that is. If we boil that right down to the absolute core of it, the simple thing is a human being somewhere along the line wants something, even if it's just to put some food in their mouth. Sure. My question, which I ask a lot of people, a lot of the time, even I ask myself, is what I'm doing right now going to get me what I want? Regardless whether I'm futuristic, regardless whether I'm, I'm, I'm using my connectedness, regardless of whether mm. I'm coming out of my context. Yeah. The simple question is, is what I'm doing right now going to get me what I want? Which opens the big door. Do we really know what we want? Mm. Do we really know what we want? Exactly. As you're talking, I'm listening to the idea of what is value. Yes. And in my mind, like we're opening up all these different boxes and all the pots, all the lids are just coming off everything. I'm going, whoa, it's, I, I follow the conversation. But do we really know what we want? Do we know what we want in a relationship? Do we, want, mm. do we know what we want in a home? Do we know what mm. we want in a car? Do we know what we want in a business? Do we know what we want even in a job? Yes. And those kinds of things. And yes. most of the time, we just sign the bottom line on some sort of uh, letter of appointment, which I haven't done in a long time. Yeah. But we sign on the dotted line because all that we think is, I want the money. Yeah. And then within three weeks or maybe even six months, it's like, I can't handle this job anymore. I can't handle the people. I can't handle the, the traffic, the commute, all of that stuff. And all it was based is the, a, exactly what you said earlier. There's a figure on some sort of spreadsheet somewhere that has numbers on it that says, you'll give me your time and I'll give you those amounts of zeros or ones. And that's the kind of exchange. There's no vision behind it. There is no concept of it. Now, I don't have the direct experience from a, from a person's strengths uh, matrix, if I could put sure. it like that, working with them from that point of view. So yeah. I don't really know how much it ties into that. All that I do know is when I'm working with people, right from... Someone who doesn't have a job, they are unemployed, and some of them actually unemployable, but that's a different discussion. All the way up going through the staff, all the way up to the CEO, and even the business owner who actually never even touches the business at all. Mm. But they have a business which runs. Mm. And when I work all the way through there, 
Mm. Most of the time, the the vision or the perception of what they're going into it with is a completely different. It's a different application. I agree. And I agree. Hundred percent. Hmm. Absolutely. Uh, but but Andrew, it goes it goes further when we when we take it into relationships and couples or families. It's not only that we don't know, we don't talk about it, we don't discuss it, we don't communicate it. Mm. And you can you can test this by asking a family or asking a couple uh, separately. <laughs> ask them first. Ask a husband. What's what's the shared values that you live by in your home mm-hmm. or relationship? Just if you ask it, just see if they can even answer it. Okay, if they answer it, go ask the same question to the wife. Yes, and see if she can answer. If she does, see if it aligns. Well, you do like a blind test. You put one in one room. Absolutely. Yeah, let them write it down. And it's astonishing to see, like most people can't answer it because mm. they never thought about it. And those who can, it's not aligned. Then you ask, have you ever discussed this? People love to give this answer. If you ask, have you discussed it? Well, not directly. Now, what if does that mean? Not directly. Or even better yet, we shouldn't have to. Yes. We shouldn't have to discuss this. It's, it's, it's normal. I mean, this is actually brilliant in a talent theme. It's like, it's almost expected. Exactly. We all think the yeah, same way, we, we're don't we? We're all mind readers. Yeah, you know, we've all been watching the same TV. We've all watched the same shows. You know, we've all watched princess and the pea and so on and so forth yeah. the white knight arrives he rescues the yes. princess i'm the princess he's my knight yes. and we live happily ever after yes until we're in couple counseling until we're in divorce court or something like that absolutely <laughs> and and to have that alignment in discussion and communication and realignment over time because here's the thing about values uh, compare let's start with talents you know the amazing thing about talents once once you get to a specific age in, in development of, of your brain and biology and all of that, and the research has shown between the age of about 14 and 16, after that, your talents don't change over time. Mm-hmm. It's pretty hardwired. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, n- knowing you, Andrew, as a very, <laughs> very strong command, if I would have a conversation with you and explore... I'm, I'm pretty sure that if you tell me stories about decisions you make, interactions you had when you were 22, and I said, okay, let's talk 10 years on at 32, and let's talk on towards today, you would have seen command at play all the time. Mm-hmm. It did not change. It won't change between now and 82, okay? How you approach it, the level of energy you have, etc., that'll change. People, when I tell people your talents don't change, they immediately push back at me. And they say, you say I don't change. No, I didn't say you don't change. I'm saying your talents don't change. Here's what, what changes. Your skills change. Your knowledge change. Your experience change. And your values change. Mm-hmm. And we can intentionally change it. You cannot intentionally, no matter how, how strong you try, change a talent. You'll fight against your own hardwiring mm-hmm. so you'll beat yourself up and you'll fail you can intentionally change your values mm-hmm. okay by deciding to make something valuable that was not and you're making it more important exactly you're giving it an importance you're giving it an importance and a value you, mm-hmm. you establish a value towards it for some reason but most often we're only reactive and not proactive in this mm-hmm. we are reactive towards 
towards values. And, and let's let's take the best example of, of, of all is having kids. So if you talk to parents and you ask them, did you ever before you went into becoming parents and having kids, ask yourself, do you want to engage in this value? of being a parent and this value of having children and the responsibility and all of this. Mm -hmm. Or that you go through the motions of having this experience called life and it happened and now you're a parent and then you realized, oh shit, my values changed. Suddenly what was important to me before I had this little baby and what is now, I have changed. And you, mm. people will, will say, yes, you can ask anybody, have you changed? When you become, yes, I changed. Okay, so now you're reacting, responding to it, reacting to mm. it, yes. Have you ever thought it through, what this means? And it, I don't say it must always be intentional because you're part of life that happens as well. But if you can at least discuss the values that you have and get into an agreement relationally towards why we find specific things valuable and do we share that value getting back to finances mm. do we do we share what we see as valuable and how much um and what we can gain from it and from the value of having it even if it's just for some people having money is just an emotional value of safety yeah security sure it's a security part mm. so that um, can I throw a little, um, you know, little devil's advocate absolutely. in there? If my values can change, mm. or they might change, or even they will change, depending mm. on what your perspective is, then why should I even have a conversation about what my values are? Because they might not be the same as next year. So maybe we should just, you know, we're just doing it yeah. as we go with it. I mean, yeah. go with the flow. Go with the flow. It's a lot of people that live that way and prefer to do it, sure. which is which is a responsive, reactive lifestyle. Would you say, well, when I hear responsive or reactive, is there not also something in there? It's a complete avoidance mechanism. Yeah. They never have to take responsibility. Exactly. Because it's happening to me, I'm not making it happen. Yes. So my values, if it will change, I'll wait until it happens and then I don't own it. I'm not responsible. It now changed. I became a parent. I did nothing apart from that one night. But so I did nothing. So now what? Now I'm a parent. Shit. Now I must handle it. No, no, no. The, the ownership, the responsibility that comes with it and in the discussion. So. Actually, sorry, what comes up for me as well, most of the time, most of the time, the conversation in the back of the head, it's not a, now I'm a parent. It's like I suddenly have a child. <laughs> so the, which is accurate sure. having a child does not make you a parent it doesn't make you a parent and that's also why I said they have it, the conversation in the head sometimes goes oh, I, have, I have a child so it's not that I'm now a mom or I'm now yes. a dad I now have a kid yes. it's a completely different ball game Absolutely. just by changing the language in your head and then moving going you know, if I'm a dad that's one conversation or if I'm a mom where if I'm a parent, yes. it implies that there's two. Regardless whether we live in yeah, the yeah. same house or not, whether we're married or not, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But once I know that I'm a parent, there's a coalition going on. There's a mm -hmm. there's some sort of alliance going on that we are now raising this new being together. Mm -hmm. Whether <laughs> when I hear, I think um, I know it will not happen now, but in the future series we'll do one directly on 
what is responsibility? Because when this word keeps coming up, the context around that word responsibility, because a lot of people think that they are responsible for their children, and they're not. They have a responsibility to their children. And what is responsibility? And especially that weight would be speaking about. How do you set yourself free with something that you perceive is a problem or a weight? You know, now I have this child, which is a responsibility for me. And that's exactly that. Now my values change because I get up in the morning, I get going. As they say, I put my big boy pants on or my big girl panties on. And now I've got to go and do a whole lot of things because my values have changed because now I've got to keep this other thing alive other than me. And within a very short space of time, I've got to send it to school. I've got to get it educated and so on and so forth. And it's a mindset inside. And I know some of the, some, some of the audience will be going, it's not an it, it's a child. Exactly. That's our perspective. It's a much higher perspective. We're dealing with a person. In fact, we're dealing with a human being. We are dealing with someone within a very short space of time is going to need to plug back into the economy, into the world, into our society, into our socialization, into the global situation. We don't come with that perspective before we have a child, before it even before even the, con- the concept of we are going to have a child. We just Our biology starts firing off going, I'd love to have one of those things, you know. <laughs> And um, what does it actually mean to be a parent? I think that's uh, there's probably a direct topic we can we can go into. Myself and Andres drill into these bigger topics of life in future series. As you are clearly aware, these are not isolated topics, and there is not one single perspective on them. This is why we look into these topics and open the door and look into this Pandora's box. After years of experience in self-exploration and discovery by the Strengths Institute and Be Limitless, with a strength-based approach and the Harlequin experience, there are answers and solutions to these areas of your life for you to do it better your way. As you get better at being you, your life gets better in all areas. And this is our wish for you. This conversation continues in our next episode. To get more tips and techniques on these topics, visit our website at strengths.institute forward slash web and belimitless.co.za.